0: Even James Reed himself succumbed to a blow from Schneider in this heated back Suc- and forth. Succumbed. Succumbed.
1: Succumbed.
0: I like succumbed. I uh, nope. <laughs> Even, uh, oh stop, I'm succumbing. <laughs>
2: Police are on the scene of a deadly shooting of graphic orgies of blood and violence.
1: Mutilation, decapitation, torture. Does that sound entertaining? More blood than a blood bank? Have we got your attention?
3: Unbelievable crime at the hands of satanic cults.
1: Despite dozens of tips, help from federal agents, and a $40,000 reward, investigators say there are few solid leads. If you find this disturbing, just wait, because there is a whole other dimension.
0: You are now listening to A Morning Cup of Chaos.
3: What is going on, misfortunate listeners? We are back with another episode. Today we are doing The Donner Party Part 2. I am your fearless leader, Tyler fucking Campbell. In front of me we got the intern, the man who wrote the fucking story, Dylan. What is going on, Dylan? Hi, guys. Hey, what's going on? Who we got next to him?
0: Fuck you, worst talent. We got
3: the worst talent
0: in the studio. Worst talent, okay. Everybody understand that. I'm Tom with the magic wand.
1: I'm your random dipshit, Jake. I'm just hanging the fuck out, and my name is Riley. What's
0: <laughs> up? I was, I'm naming you Hanging the Fuck Out. That's your name right now. Dude. For this whole episode, Hanging the Fuck Out.
1: I'm always hanging the, the fuck, fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: gotta
4: finish that. Anyway. So
3: today we're gonna talk about the Donner Party. This is the episode where we're going to be playing a drinking game. Please, Jake, fill us in on the drinking game.
4: Okay, anytime someone dies, you drink. But I'm playing it anytime someone gets injured and or dies. I drink, and if you you're, guys can join me along, I don't care. But
0: I'm it's Sunday it.
4: Funday. I'm gonna get re- I'm gonna get stupid drunk. Sorry.
0: I'm playing it every time I'm thirsty. I drink. That's like that's nuts. fine. You can do that along. Yeah, yeah, so if you're go. if you're at home and you're not a drinker, go I'm, ahead. I'm and, gonna do
3: it right now. And go ahead, and pull out your, your box. Fucking take a hit from your one hitter every time someone dies. Well, Joint. This splints, is the
4: morning cup of chaos. So if you're drinking coffee, just get just really really. Cop-agenic, if That's that, it's cop-agenic? called hi- hyper from caffeine. <laughs> you fucking There's a lot idiot. of coffee, right? <laughs> everybody,
0: everybody. Let's just let's just take into effect that you said caffeogenic. Did you just say? Is that like you're an addict for caffeine or, or sure. Coffee beans. Uh, What's the, the, the cough- derivative
1: doesn't... of that word? Did, like, did you just make that up or did you pull that
0: from the three uh, brain cells sat you, in a circle and see, said we're this doing a flashback
4: nice. before the episode where the three brain cells? Correct. Okay. <laughs>
3: I'm just glad that we're all on the same page again. Well, I'm stupid and Fuck I'm gonna drink a
4: lot episode. So yes. join me, yeah. join me not. You could be a loser or not. I don't care.
3: Please, I hope you join us on this fucking adventure of uh, you know, cannibalism, murder, death,
1: wrong and alcoholism. Turns. A lot of fucking
3: misery within this episode. Last episode, we did a lot about the uh, the history of the group, where you know, how it started, where it came from, the people who were you know, the founding members of this and, and how they went wrong. There's going to be murder, death by nature. And everyone that has been listening to this has been waiting for Mason Q in a drum roll. <laughs> cannibalism. Let's get this show on the road. Tom, go ahead and start us off.
0: I'm starting us off with nobody cares about cannibalism except you.
3: I'm just saying. And at least Jeffrey
0: Dahmer. Well, yeah. He was a hardcore cannibalist.
3: And then we also don't have talent in here. Incest, 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 incest. There was no incest. Did there
2: was you Allegedly.
0: Say, did you Allegedly. Say cannibalist? There was Fig new. Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> isn't it just cannibal?
1: <laughs> no, I, I said cannibalism. He was really into cannibalism. Oh. We might have to play that back and confirm, because now I'm starting <laughs> to doubt it because you pointed it out, you fuck. <laughs> Hardcore cannibalist. Hardcore cannibalist. Hardcore
0: cannibalist. He's being talent. He's being confident and doubting you. I was just, right. I was just sure was <laughs> talking about <laughs> fucking cannabis or something like that. It sounded
4: like that's what he was referring to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did like his weed, didn't he? And that's what we're we in a the fucking ad. Pilgrims. <laughs> right.
3: Men of misfortune, sponsored by Botanicana and Herbal Hemp Company.
0: Newton's I, the best uh,
1: Speaking of cannibalism and cannabis I, I remember back in the day seeing the memes of Jeffrey Dahmer all the time Like if he'd get high and be like Oh I'm hungry for this or whatever Or it was just like don't ever give Jeffrey Dahmer weed Or
4: just something fucking stupid
3: He had a whole school bus of children Yeah we got a, frid-
4: a fridge magnet That says if you can't beat it, eat it With <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer on there <laughs> <laughs> You
0: know you beat your wife So
4: No, no That's out of context
0: <laughs> Anyway this story really is a total tragedy, though, because there are selfless heroic acts and the human will to survive under immense pressure from the elements. We left off with the Donna Reed party at the foot of the Wasatch Mountain Range, with them moving at a fraction of the pace they were going just a week earlier and tensions running high with the hard work being done just to move the wagon trains a mile or two a day. To even attempt to get the oxen and wagons over the range, they had to empty all the wagons, then use a whole group of oxen just to pull the empty wagon across the range. Everyone was working, children, teenagers included. They had the job of emptying the wagons, loading horses, and their arms with anything they could carry to ease the load of the oxen any way they could. I don't know if any of you guys have ever been on a vacation or trip with a group of people or even just your family for longer than a week. It will in most cases make you just want to get away from those people, Or you just might snap and become the randy quid of the family and eventually something happens to cause you to snap. The cherry on top of your sanity losing Sunday. For the Donner party, that cherry was a tattered note that read, Desert. No grass. No water. Two days. Two nights. Hard driving. So they rested for the night to give their oxen plenty of grass to eat and time to relax before the hard two-day journey through the salt desert. Upon reaching the peak of the last mountain range before the aforementioned desert, the party was stunned to see a desert even longer than the one previously passed through towards the first half of the journey. The oxen were exhausted already from the hard trek through the mountains, and the water was becoming dangerously low. With no other alternative in sight, they pushed on to start this harrowing two-day trek through the Great Salt Desert. The sand in the desert end up being a gross, mucky mess during the day, from the water rising to the top of the sand during the day, leaving some wagons in, a crud, in crud up to the hubs of their wagon wheels. Some animals were left tied to abandoned wagons to die of exhaustion or thirst, marking nothing but more hurdles to overcome after the already difficult trials at hand. Nine out of ten of the reeds' oxen had broken free in a frantic search for water the weight of losing multiple heads of cattle and oxen as a company, they couldn't afford to lose many more oxen, and the two-day trek through the desert was actually a six-day, torturous, 80-mile-long nightmare. Jesus, fuck.
3: <laughs> yeah, Sign, two days, two nights, you're going to be fine.
0: Imagine dun, getting to that dun, third dun. day expecting to see, like, all right, the end of this shit. And in reality, it's like, hmm, you really got four. But then not knowing <laughs> that. It's like not knowing that. It's well, And be, it's the desert. There's no... You just got to hope you continually go in that straight path.
3: This It's a salt desert, too, so, like, yeah. it was so dehydrating. The air, the ground, everything. I mean, it was probably the worst fucking time anybody's life ever had.
2: Oh, yeah, people were looking like ghouls from Fallout in this situation. Like, their, their legs <laughs> were, like, barely hanging on. Like, their feet were cracked. Everything was gross. And the worst part is, is this was the most ground they were gaining since coming to the mountains you know since starting on the hastings cutoff
3: yeah because there was like it was just flat and it was just something that you could just you know cruise across i mean they had the water problem but i'm sure at some point that had to dry up because hot as fuck
2: and that's something i didn't even know when i was doing this i was like i thought when you walked through the desert it was shitty and it was just you know kicking up dry sand i was like the water actually rises to the top making it like walking through like mud basically
0: well, that's the what kind of quicksand is. It's kind of like, uh, because there are there are wells of water. It's like everywhere there are there is water under the earth. Cause I'm pretty sure the Great Sahara Desert used to be an oasis its entirety, and then it dried up. It all went underground. That's exactly it what it
1: was. Desert. That's exactly what it was.
0: And so like there, so if there's, and I'm pretty sure uh, the water would come up at night when it's cooler and make it like muck, and then mm. when you woke up in the morning, it'd be, you know, crusted up. You'd be like, well, fucking leaving that here now. Like yeah. imagine how long they would have to take out of their day to continually dig the wagons out.
3: Oh, I'm sure it was, it was like any time you hit like a wet spot of any kind, it was just mud and there's nothing you can do to avoid it. The oxen are going to kick it up and by the time the wheels get to it, it's just all fucked. Dude, it must have sucked being a fucking kid back in those days, man. You have to get up and immediately start working. Like,
1: fuck that. Welcome to being Amish. You didn't do that? <laughs> no, no man. shit. Dylan knows.
3: Literally. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, wasn't, exactly. I wasn't I wasn't going out in the fucking field and like tilling hay with fucking paw, bro. I was I was, you I know, fucking
1: did Imagine no. being Amish and you wake up at, like, 4 in the morning to your fucking big-ass, burly Amish dad. Jebediah, get the fuck out of bed and start milking that cow. We gotta have breakfast. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what's your reaction? And then after pizza? breakfast, you're
4: yeah. churning
0: butter till lunchtime. God oh, yeah. dude. For dinner. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be damned I fucking... if I eat my meat dry. For my, like, my childhood, yeah, I'd wake up before school, everything else and shit, and I... My dad would wake me up 2, 3 in the morning if the calf got out and we'd be chasing it in the orchard. We rented our pastures out. Like, I was up all Oh, you're a farm boy then.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah. It was fucked up. Like we we, Your flannel shirt definitely did not give that away (laughs) at all. Oh, it did not. I didn't even wear boots here today. I wore fucking flats because my feet hate boots right now. Despite everything that happened, though, through the Great Salt Desert, there were no fatalities apart from the oxen. Finally done trudging through the mucky salt desert, they met up with some seemingly friendly Native Americans of the Piat tribe for a little extra help. But after a few days in the middle of the night, they stole and shot almost half of the remaining livestock in the whole party. It was now well into October, keep in mind, and the Donners and Reeds were not just racing other wagon trains to California. They were racing the winter as well. Unless some miracle happened, they went for a long, hard winter and tensions began to rise when that realization reached the rest of the wagon train. James Reed and a young man, John Snyder, were hired by the Graves family to help lead the oxen and aid them in the trip to California. While leading the oxen next to a teamster that the Reeds had hired, the wagons became tangled in a way that no one could predict. There was a scuffle that ensued with John Snyder raining down blows with a whip handle on the teamster of the Reeds. Even James Reed himself succumbed to a blow from Snyder in this heated back and forth. What happened next was debated in diaries, depending on mostly on the stance of the writer of the journal. Those who favored Reed would say Snyder was striking everything from the oxen to James Reed's wife, Margaret. This event, plus the second death from ter- tuberculosis to strike this trip, made evident it was time for the group to ease a little tension. The remaining members of the party decided James Reed had to go. Kiesberg was weighing out possible punishments, all included death, but the death he wanted was a hanging. As you will remember, there were no laws in the United States frontier, just old wagon train justice. A common practice in those times was leaving the back of your wagons open, hanging down. This gesture by Kiesberg was the signal to hang a man for his crimes on the trail. A group ultimately decided to go with a similar punishment, similar in that it spells death for the one sentenced. James Reed was to be banished from the group with a horse and nothing but the clothes on his back. The next morning, he said his goodbyes to his wife and children and headed off to California as a shunned man alone. Wasn't James Reed an alcoholic? Wasn't he like, he he had like some kind of problem with him?
4: Was he the me of no. the group?
2: He was the leader. He was the leader. So imagine being like There's... the leader and being fucking kicked off. Yeah, James Reed, for the most part, I mean, people didn't like him. He wasn't popular, but That's... it's the same It's the same way you don't like, like, the old dude at your work that knows everything. Yeah. You don't like him because he's an asshole, because he has to deal with stupid questions. You know, <laughs> he's the old dickhead, blah, 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 blah,
4: blah. Short fuse So he's the me of the group. all right. All right. <laughs> Just, I was going to
1: say, <laughs> from the perspective of the party, they were probably like, listen, dude. You've been leading us astray this whole fucking time. Like, we've had to eat five of our people here. Well, I don't know if we've gotten to no, that we, yet. No, we, but... we haven't
3: gotten to that part yet. But, no, we've, we've only had oxen die, and then we had well, in this in, in Native Americans
1: come So, more and... or less, he's just like, look, like we've, you've been leading us. You've gotten us nowhere. Like, we're
0: voting you out off the island. Think about this, your own. though. I'm sorry. Think hmm. about this, though. They should have just Ooh. killed his ass and made him a jerky. If they were going to resort, to are not well, we're not there yet. We're but not if there. they were going to resort to it anyway, yeah,
1: who's to say they just, didn't think about it? They could it. have They're fucking like,
0: just. Why would they give them the horse? The horse was a valuable fucking object at that point.
2: Fair point. Fair point. Well, because they weren't at the point where they were slaughtering dogs and horses and Aww. stuff like that yet. They were they were at the point where they were not starving yet. There was no starvation. They weren't. It was just water at this point because of the desert. They had food. The cattle up until the very end of the desert, you know, were good. And they could still take some of the meat off the cattle that were shot. Is just...
3: Kind of shitty that they yeah. didn't last longer it, within it's the It's jerky journey.
2: instead of ribeye. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the thing that sucks about that is, you know, you're not getting the same nutrition. It's not the same. But this James Reed thing all, you know, the fight ended in the murder of John Snyder with James Reed killing him over this little, like, scuffle, basically, so like I said, the tensions were high. People were not, not good, and it was just. Instead of adding murder again, we sent we sent him away. That's how they looked at it.
3: And if they sent him away, like I, I, I again, I could not picture myself being a leader and being voted off the fucking island. But again, they've also been on this long trek that they thought would cut time off, and they have been fucked every second of this journey. I mean, they went from. Uh, rocky terrain where they're breaking the wagon wheel to the river you had somebody die of tuberculosis. I mean, they were already sick, but you knew that, well, it was, that it was coming.
0: It was uh Well don't ruin the story yet. No, that's already happened. No, that's already happened. That, remember it was the it was I believe it was Mrs. Reed's mom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh then, yep, yeah, that she, my bad, she bad. had came along just to spend the last just to not spend the last of her time alone. I'll yep. drink and to that. I'll drink to that. Yeah, I'll drink I mean that was a death prior, yeah. so right. Right. we All brought right. it up right. now.
4: That's, yeah, I'll drink
2: a death is a death. Well, then we have to add one for Luke Halloran as well, because that was a young man that died from tuberculosis. Well, okay, on the again, journey we're at eleven so far. And
3: now we also have uh, Schneider too, right? Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, it was uh, it was James Reed and Schneider's fight. So there's one death. We have the death of the tuberculosis uh, old lady. We that have another not... death, and then the nine oxen.
0: Yep. So we're at twelve. No, that's thirteen. Sorry, thirteen. No, that's twelve. You were right. I was okay. Three plus nine. What? Thank another you. Kind of bringing this back to the story is the fact I had kind of like. Initially, I kind of – even with hearing uh, the last name Reed, I had kind of space because, you know, we had been talking – it was the Donner party. I know we introduced it as the Donner-Reed party. But the fact that he left his wife and children behind, like how that, that, that separation of the fact that the wife and child were like, yeah, we're going to not be banished with you.
3: No, it wasn't like that. It was that they had all their possessions. So, like, they were coming – and he was just going to meet them there. Like, yeah, he wasn't going to be a part of the team. Maybe he wasn't going to survive the journey, but he was still going to try and get to California before they did or, you know, well, at the same time.
0: I, I guess what I'm saying is why wouldn't they have, instead of waiting for, uh, like, they, they found out, all right, the punishment's going to be banishment. Why don't we just take our wagon and what we have and leave with him? So he's not alone, and they can ensure that he, like, if they died, they died together instead of, You know what I mean?
3: It's more of a protection thing. Like, you have this... Is it safer for one man on a horse or a whole family with a wagon? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have... Again, we've talked about this. Native Americans that are coming for you. We just had some oxen killed by Native Americans. We have the the trials and tribulations that are coming this way. We have any kind of, like, upset that could happen during this journey. It's safer and better for them to stay behind. So he was being selfless on this. Like, this was almost certain death at this point in time.
0: And I guess, yeah, for him, he's being selfless, but human beings, and I'm, I'm including all of us, like, we're spiteful by nature. Mm-hmm. And so the fact, like, a, a woman and, and her children watched the husband and father be shunned from the group and banished, that would incite. A lot of spite towards the people who caused this.
3: Yeah, within the within the wagon and train. And so any right?
0: like person, like personally from my life experience, any chance they got, they would incite that spite towards the person. any chance they got where they would be like, all right, now I can fuck this person because you fucked
3: with my husband.
0: I that, get it. I that and that would immediately make the group fall apart.
1: And that is basically the next Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> <laughs> Except
0: there's no incest like Talon likes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, man. Um, when it comes down to it, the way I looked at it is Tyler's basically right. It's the group thing. You, you're you being banished. You They had a discussion about it as well. I didn't. I'm sure it's not worth putting in because nobody knows any of the details. They didn't write in their journal, you know, me and James, blah, blah, blah. It was... They talked about it. The family was already kind of... I mean, up Shits Creek. They had just lost nine of their ten oxen. So they were screwed. So they're just trying to get there at this point. It's easier for one man. I mean, you think about, like, horror movies is what I think of. You send one or two people out of the group to go ahead because... It's safer for the the group to stay as a group, while one or two people you go know play the expendable <laughs> role. Technically, yeah. yeah. If he makes it, he makes it. He's got land. He's there. He can come back. Maybe you know. There's food. He has opportunities for this, that, and the other. If they all go together, they die as a family.
0: Exactly. And I and I understand that, but I guess for me, it's more along the line. I guess for simple way for explaining, it would be that starting out right off the bat i get killing him seems better but or seems worse i'm sorry than banishment but um that is a slippery slope to just being like so now say so and so of the donner like i'm not saying this happens and we all know from what we've hinted at it gets worse along the trail but that's like the slippery slope of you know they already banished our husband who can we get banished now who can we whisper in so-and-so's ear when they make a mistake, being like, this This deserves punishment?
3: That kind of trails into, like, the Salem Witch Trial type of vibes. Like, you're starting to point
2: We're out human, who's, though. who's We're, bad. Well, well, the way I look at it is, I mean, it took how many people already dying, all the cattle being murdered, this shitty terrain, and then finally a murder. I mean, it took forever for this to culminate in just one dude getting banished. I'm sure a whole family would take a
0: lot more, you know, and stuff like that. I'm
1: sure it escalates to that point.
0: James Reed's departure from the group did not really in any way help anybody other than it saved the rations with one less mouth to feed, but the hardships they were going to endure were about to become harder than any immigrant has ever experienced at that time. With all the things the Donner Party had endured up to this point, the group had turned to a harsh and distrustful place where looking out for one's family and future was all that mattered. This being said, single men had it the hardest in the wagon. They usually did the hardest bulk of the work and usually slept out under the stars. They were the workforce and usually not a part of anyone's family, this being the case Hardcoop was a 70-year-old single man, and he had been riding with Keysburg again, but with the auction so tired, it forced almost everyone to walk. Hardcoop was kicked out of the wagon and forced to walk like everyone else. The last time that he was seen, he was sitting next to a stream, exhausted, with feet split and bleeding from walking. He was begging anyone who would listen for a ride or some help. Later that day, William, Eddy, as well, was pleading for help in getting hard coop and helping the old man to safety. Unfortunately, no one is willing to risk more for an old man who is basically good as dead. With that, we added another death to the toll that was about to reach numbers no one was expecting at the time. So that's number
4: 14. Everyone drink. Why are you cheering about finishing, that? Finishing
0: <laughs> finishing number
4: 4? Cuz
3: death and excitement we, me and me and Dylan had this talk last night get me going dude. I don't
2: know what to, I don't know what to tell you. We did have this talk yeah. and I'm officially not his boner is at
0: full mast right now. Under his leadership. No, it's about <laughs> quarter. It's math class all over again for Tyler. The, the moment the moment cannibalism gets brought up, he's going to just shoot off his load right there in his pants. That's why you're wearing here. sweatpants.
3: That's why. You guys have figured it out now. My fucking. That's why you masterful. got a fucking haircut, Riley. Don't even look this way when it starts talking about when we get trapped in the mountains. Don't even look this way. Jesus, You're fuck! I'm doing my own thing. I'm rubbing sticks. Don't worry about it.
1: Oh fuck! I almost had it. Oh
4: shit! What the? Hey, fuck? Fuck? Get the fuck
1: out of the way! Hey, fuck you, man! I'm trying to skate here.
2: Hey, man. Oh. What's wrong?
1: Dude, there's nowhere good to fucking skate. I keep busting my ass on, like, concrete and sidewalks. I'm just tired of it, dude. I hate this town. Why don't you go to Hollywood? Hollywood? What the hell is that? It's an
3: all-action,
2: sports-friendly 8,000-square-foot indoor skate park in Dubuque, Iowa, with 2,000 of that in a separate area, which can also be used for party rentals. Open six days a week, and we'll be doing an all-age show coming up here in the near future.
1: Oh, shit, man. Thanks. I might have to check that out.
2: Yeah, they're at 3125 Cedar Crest Ridge B. And when you go there, you use the code MISFORTUNATE for a half-off lesson or $5 off a day pass, which is normally $20. Oh,
1: thank God they have lessons. I can't scale
0: with shit. Hey, me too. Nice. Tom Reed, goddammit. Now, before we get into our last leg of this trip, we have to cover this quickly. There was one suspected murder in this wagon trail, but no proof to who did it. I'll leave it up to you guys after getting the few basic facts of the story. Wolfinger, the wealthy German who was out of oxen, so he devised a plan to bury his cart and come back after reaching California in an old term called Catching. He left with two other Germans named Reinhardt and Spitzer. Later that night, when the wagon train had set up camp, Reinhardt and Spitzer had returned without Wolfinger, claiming Paiutes had attacked and he had died. Did they kill him and take what they could, or was this murder chalked up to rogue Native Americans? Either way, a man was dead... And there was still the remaining push over the mountains that was said to be much worse than the Wasatch mountain range.
1: And with that said, we drink. Yes, sir!
0: What is that? 14? Mm. I'm like four bottles in. 15.
3: Yeah.
4: You're drinking... Beer bottles, not like liquor bottles. Yeah, not every, everybody yeah, yeah, who yeah. thinks
0: soup just became the alcoholic, nah, yeah, no, he's just a dumbass. Nowhere near the man. <laughs> <laughs> he's
4: trying
1: to accentuate how fucked up he is. We promise off, you, he's off not three that beers.
0: Up. Off three beers, he's just like more than bo- that. Bo- bo- I'm like sorry.
1: Two with me before you guys yeah. got here. Jake,
0: how many beers have you been in today? I'm on five. I'm, I'm also on five. I'm also on five. The ragtag wagon train had a decision to make: continue forward or stop and rest their cattle. It was the twentieth of October, and from what they were told, the pass would not be snowed in until the middle of November. Charles Stetton had returned earlier that week with mules and food, and accompanying him were two Miwok Native Americans named Lewis and Salvador. First of all, I'm sorry, I'm cutting in front of that. Native two Native Americans and one was named Lewis, like Lewis and Clark, and the other was named Salvador, that... like he was from Spain. <laughs>
1: That was immediately what I jumped to was Lewis and Clark. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, but I'm pretty sure those guys were white, and Sacagawea white was the fuck. only Native American with them during that exploration.
0: Fun
4: fact of the
1: day. Lewis from Lewis and Clark was actually his last
2: name. I think it was Mary Weather Lewis, actually, or something like that. Like the What Hobbit. a fucking Nancy. I know, right? That's what I thought.
1: My name is Meriwether Lewis. But
2: this Lewis was
0: L-U-I-S, making him very Hispanic. One last thing factored into them pushing along the trail in an attempt to beat the first snow. William Pike was killed in an accidental gun misfiring by William Foster. This sadness may have been the deciding factor for them, and with that, the families loaded up and headed out. That's another drink. Woo! (laughs)
4: you need to hear the quietness of our only right
1: only in older stories like that would you hear of a guy named William killing another guy named William <laughs> I was literally <laughs> just
2: about to mention how there's like six Williams in this party of 80 people but there's only like 30 adults so that's like one in fucking four They're like two and four <laughs> right so like there. when an, it an was adult
3: like an died it was like almost detrimental to the fucking group it was yeah just like,
2: ba- well yeah definitely
3: fucking Frank died he was our woodcutter what are we gonna do have the fucking six-year-old go over there with a the fucking
2: axe and cut down a well, that's exactly. what you did. They, you didn't, play have they didn't play Ooh. Game Boy back in the day. It was what? like, God Dude. damn it, Ezekiel! Now you pick up your father's axe because I just fucking blew his brains out <laughs> on accident. Just so we know, I'm Dude. not getting kicked out of this park. Kids were jacked. You're six as years fuck.
1: old. Get your ass up and get to fucking work. Them four year olds been in the coal mines in Utah. Like
0: <laughs> those kids were jacked as fuck, my man. Oh, I could, I could, uh, I could not. They woke Russell up at the crack of dawn and the they 1980s, did whatever their dad 1880s. did. Would you rather fight
2: one? one one thousand foot tall adult from the 1840s, or a hundred children from the 1840s?
1: Dude. That's the oh, question. Jesus <laughs> what, what's the condition of the adults? Do they have like tuberculosis, alcoholism, like a lot uh, of? They're issues, all or... steaming drunk. I mean,
2: <laughs> I they're, yeah, I mean, they're terrible.
1: They're emaci- they're emaciated. <laughs>
0: The Brain family led the way, following them were the Keesburgs, Staten, with the remaining Reeds, and the Murphys. The Donners were bringing up the rear of the train after a few miles of travel an axle to the wagons had broken, so Jacob and George were to cut down a tree nearby to repair it. George Donner was chiseling his axle when he slipped and sliced his hand open. At first this seemed like a wound to shrug off, but as this was the 1840s, infection ran rampant, and unfortunately, made his whole arm a sickly gangrenous appendage.
4: Hold on. Therefore, his leg is dead to him.
0: Arm? It was an arm. Oh, arm.
4: Sorry, my bad. Arm dead to him. Therefore, drink!
0: Woo! Are we really counting, like, appendages as, like, dead? You oh, got injured. He said, he it, said <laughs> injuries. Injury. Jake?
2: Jake's playing hard mode. Yeah, I'm, Dude, playing, on this <laughs> Dude, I'm playing hard legend, mode.
0: Uh, legendary all skulls but one. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Jake's playing easy mode while the rest of us are playing his hard mode. Yeah, this yeah. is like
4: an average Tuesday night for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's Allegedly. Sad. That's sad. <laughs> Allegedly. Do you want Since to the go Kega back neighbor. to
0: AA? Because I'll host an AA meeting at my house. No, no we I'll, have an hold intervention hold here. Hold, hold on, hold on. Yeah, the intervention is drinking. What do you mean? Tom, if so, tune
2: in next week
4: for Jake intervention. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the Patreon. I su- subscribe. We'll go to that. That would be fans. a great Patreon episode. <laughs> I'll be hammered the whole time. I'll show up drunk. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look,
4: at this what you want. Look at
1: me. <laughs> Something stupid. You been a bad towel. <laughs> oh, you brought washcloth. That's low. <laughs>
0: Shortly after this blunder, snow began to fall. The Breen family had made it up the huge, almost 1,000-foot slope to the Trucatee Lake, now known as Donner Lake. They had set up camp next to a cabin that had been made years earlier by another group of pioneers. The Keysbergs and the Eddies were next and proceeded to set up camp near the Breens. They had attempted to venture further, but with the 5- to 10-foot snowfalls, they had lost the trail and were forced back to camp. Within the day, all the families had set up camp nearby the lake, all except the Donners, who were a half a day's journey behind. All in all, 60 members of the wagon train, 19 were men over 18, 12 were women, and 29 were children, six of which were under the age of three. It was now November 4th, and snow began to fall again in the beginning of a storm that would last eight days and nights. Supplies were very low, oxen were dying one after another, and being stacked in a frozen pile.
4: Okay, it's one after another, so I'll count that as a few. That's three drinks.
3: We're going to have 37 to
4: come. Like, they're about to come up. Okay, bitch out now. I don't care. I'm Take not three drinks. Out, yeah, it's going to
2: be a fucking we're rapid na- fire. We're, we're
4: going to call that three drinks right there. So <laughs> it was one after another. I'll, I'll just qualify as three. So three drinks, and then we'll continue the story.
0: The best hunter of the group was William Eddie, and with food dwindling, he borrowed William Foster's gun to go hunting. Eddie was out alone when he spotted a large black figure in the distance. He stopped and took aim and fired. He was struck with surprise as a 900-pound black bear reared up on its hind legs to see where his aggressor was. A fucking bear! <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> fucking imagine that. Being like, I see a black figure. Shoot that bitch.
3: Dude, we are starving. We are so hungry. Let me pull out the gun. Wait, wait. Did and they the... shoot, and there is absolutely...
4: I don't want to get to the store, but did the bear die? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, not, not yet. We're, we're not out.
2: telling you. Shut no, up! No,
4: Damn no. it! I want a drink. No, That's no the, the bear, whole story, you no, no, dick.
3: No, the bear. Up. The bear stands up. The bear stands up. Don't ruin it. Tom. No, go ahead.
0: He just. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I just want to know if the bear dies. All right, guys. All, I all right, guys. About. All right. Shut the. Shut the. Shut the fuck up. Then. He was struck with surprise as a nine hundred pound black bear reared up on its hind legs to see where his aggressor was, and when it spotted Eddie and began to charge, Eddie had a bullet and stored in it that was stored in his lip. So that with furious quickness, he ducked around a tree and dodged the bear's attack and loaded his gun, shooting the bear once more up close. He then ripped a branch off of the tree that saved his life and proceeded to beat the bear to confirm that it was indeed dead. Unfortunately, with winter coming closer and closer, that was the last big hunt for Eddie before they were stuck in the elements. Okay, so, I'm drinking. So the, the bear.
4: bear did die. <laughs> therefore, that is a death.
3: Here comes. The, okay, so we're in the mountains now. We are in the fucking freezing mountains now. Wait,
4: wait, wait. Question though, no. did he get injured fighting the bear? No, no.
0: No, this wasn't revenant, bro. No? He just fucking smoked that bear. Okay,
4: okay, then that's the only one drink. <laughs> Dude, not the only one. Let's be honest.
0: The fact that he had said he had a bullet in his mouth, that uh, bullet that's is was probably mixture. the sturdiest motherfucking thing made compared to what we have now that dude
4: can do a dip like no other
2: it was just an iron pellet those were back in the days where it was all flintlock and iron pellets that's all you had to do is stick it in there it was just an iron ball he he (laughs) it was actually a a super badass william Eddy, i think is one of the true heroes of the story he fucking the way the way he describes it in his journal which they found the corpse of this bear like a hundred years later like they they know for a fact he killed a black bear by himself and he used that tree like in almost like gears of war like he went around it and fucking did like a spin move (laughs) loaded that fucking bullet and he point blank shot that bear in the chest and then like i said it's just so metal dude he ripped off a branch of a tree and just
3: Bam! Make sure this motherfucker's not getting another like fucking double, him, you
4: know. double tap his
0: ass, yeah. It's so badass. He is, a tr- he is a true hero of this story, I think. Life at Truckee Lake was miserable. The cabins were filthy and shittily made, and food was gone. This left families to boil oxide into a glue-like jelly for sustenance.
3: Finish your fucking glue, son. Yeah. <laughs> you need to survive.
0: Please, sir, <laughs> can I have some more? It's
2: just a shitty gray gloop of <laughs> fucking glue. Like come God. get your gruel, bro. Come, yeah.
3: come fucking fill up your bowl. You need to eat your sustenance.
2: And it's not even like a full English with the beans and the gruel. It's literally glue. Like, it's what they use to fucking put their clothes, their shoes, their fucking <laughs> you roofs. You should have put it warmth. Like it was, it's disgusting. I couldn't even imagine. I'm. I don't even eat onions on my burgers, and I couldn't oh. imagine eating fucking ox to
4: survive. Nope. Nope. Tom, we'll get that later. Don't worry, because I love onions, but tomatoes are awful. So we'll we can fight about that later. Tomatoes too. are also awful. Oh, Okay, we're cool. With yeah, say okay. no. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fucking leave it at that. That's fine. I won't punch him. It's fine. Fuck this guy.
4: If you want to see Tom punch Dylan, go to our Patreon. It's it's. A-
0: it got so fucking bad with these small groups when starvation set in that any attempt to leave this hellhole, they didn't. Like it, it ended in fucking ruin. I mean, come on, you're eating fucking glue. What would you think to do? They got it got to the point where they couldn't even didn't even. They, they,
4: Fires. Words are tough, holy <laughs> shit.
0: It got
3: to the point. He turned into Yosemite Sam for a whole last second. The fresh fucking fresh. point
0: being, you know, eating glue, you're gonna have, like, zero energy in this bitch. Absolutely. But no, you're, you're g- you like, and, and imagine this, though. Like, like nor- in normal condition, normal conditions, even without, like, we can go, I believe, 72 hours without food before a starvation actually sets into our bodies and it starts eating itself. Imagine that. You're eating glue. Your body still sets into starvation. Yeah, you're still hungry. <laughs> like, you're still fucked. And the, and the thought of, let's keep the cabins warm instead of eating this shit, didn't cross their fucking minds. Because they could have stayed warm. Their bodies would have set in a natural, like, hybrid, or, um, uh, what's the word? Hibernation. Hibernation, Hibernation r- mode, you know what I mean? Granted, they would need somebody there to wake them up every so often so they didn't just die.
3: These these weren't like real shacks. They were like it was sh- it was like it was pee-pee. more like their
0: wagons. Fuck you, Jake, in your no, no, hands. No, no, no,
4: no. Hold on. They're eating glue, but at least they're holding it together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine their shits. <laughs> <laughs> an asshole. An asshole. They are like yeah. all spider men <laughs> fucking stone oh. right there. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Jacob Donner and three other men had died just after November 20th. Oh, fuck. that's a drink. I know that's three. That's, like, three. Sorry, that's three. Sorry, oh, it's three drinks. I love to come him. a lot more, dude. It's and be... with George Donner's injury now in full effect, so we already drank that's to that. That's four. We already drank to that. To. I'll, I'll do, do it again. <laughs> I don't care. Four. Before we drink, let me let me go back and refinish this. I love you guys. Let me finish this before we. Let me oh, finish this drink. paragraph before right. we drink. Oh God, that's a lot of drink. You want a in a beer? Jacob Donner <laughs> and three other men had died just after November twentieth, and with George Donner's injury now in full effect, there were only four men healthy enough to work throughout the whole camp. A few days later, two other men died, and the German Spitzer and Bayless Williams, a driver for the Reeds. Seeing no other options, Franklin Graves fashioned 14 pairs of snowshoes and 17 men, women, and children headed out on an expedition that would lead to this group being known as the Forlorn Hope. If you ever join a group and the name has anything
2: to do with immediate destruction, (laughs) I want you to think about what you're doing with your life, and I want you to turn around, and I want you to say, you know what, I
0: i'd rather just stay at the lake you should probably reevaluate yourself (laughs) look at him look at him even even when he's telling somebody not to do something he still comes off white because he came up with i want to stay at the lake
3: well no that's where they're at that's where
2: they're at
0: that's that's white people shit i'm not a lake guy you know what this lake this fucked up lake because it's a lake I'm gonna fucking stay here. It's
4: where I want to retire.
0: It's the fresh water. It's where I'm gonna. Yeah, thank you, Jake. It's where (laughs) this lake right here. It's gonna wear. It's where I'm gonna retire. Yeah, you're gonna fucking freeze to death. Eat by the black bear. You're telling me it's. No, he's dead. You're telling me it's just Clearwater, Florida? Next one. Yeah, 100%. Florida is everything at this point. While the camp was being set up, James Reed, the one time leader of the Donner Party, had been a busy man. Earlier in the month, Reed had made it to California. He was tattered, starving, and exhausted. But he knew he had to do something in t- in the time waiting for his family. He knew the risks of trying to go get his family in the middle of winter, not to mention when he had been banished. They had a hundred head of cattle, plenty of food, and at this point, a lot more able bodies. James Reed decided to get involved in the Mexican-American War to help secure his position in California. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tom. I'll I'll wait for my. He had even he gotten a homestead with a small farm, ensuring when his family arrived. They were set up to prosper.
4: I did not. I was going to ask: Are we including the that war for our drinking? Yeah, I see. I, I did absolutely, hope not. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hope not. Not. <laughs> that was hundreds don't have of enough Mexicans in America. For you, Jake. All right. We'll just go home and do a keg stand for like. I did an hour. no <laughs> research on those numbers. <laughs> my my God. thing.
3: My thing about this is that he he got to California, set up a whole house, set up a farm, got his shit together, and it was like, you know what? I'm bored waiting for my family. I'm going to go jump in a war.
2: Let's fucking go, boys! The, the way I look at it is, if if you knew your family was stranded in the middle of the ocean and somebody was picking them up eventually, <laughs> are you going back to that fucking ocean? Or are you just going to try and make it better for when they get home? I'm selfish, so I'm saying, I'm going to make it better for you guys when I get Dude, home. Dude, yeah. I don't know, really like the that winter.
0: You know? Let's be honest, like, so he joined a war trying to set up for his family. He did get paid for
3: it. Yes. I get he yes. got
0: paid for it, but he joined a war. So if he would have died before his family showed up, somebody else would have just taken that. That is not true. Unfortunately, he did actually
2: plan for some things like that. When Back in the day when you did sign off on land, especially as a military man and stuff like that, he specifically went to California... To get land for his family, and in his clause, it was, if I were to die in the war or on the rescue efforts, because that is what led to them getting rescued as well, was after the war, the winter had stopped, and he could take the men that were left over from the war and...
3: Send a search party. Yes,
2: exactly. So huh. but that, so he he had accounted for that. if they had died, you, technically, you know, there's all types of Old West fuckery where they could have, <clears throat> you know this doesn't count but there was
0: a clause that he had specifically planned for at that point though there was no identification to who was who all they had this like if he died say he died say he died okay there's no dog tags or saying there's no dog cuz this wasn't like this wasn't like our modern military you had a dog tag for identification a lot of the times they just died if they didn't make it back they died
4: right could you write on a piece of paper and put if, in your pocket that's know, the thing. blew up by Canada. That doesn't
0: matter. So he dies you write and his two family. Of paper? <laughs> Shut the fuck. weren't usually He dies explosive. and his family's That's still fair. on this trek. Somebody else could swoop in and be like I am his wife. I am you know this person.
3: Well, it's a last will and testament. I mean, it's basically That doesn't baby. matter.
0: They they don't need anything for that. At that point it was it was a wild part of our country. Hmm. So identif- like identity theft wasn't a huge fucking deal because everybody did it fair enough that's that's how you got away with a lot of shit a lot of criminals would also could also blame it on like a uh, larger criminal well you that's what, what we said that's the kind of it point that all... we
3: made in episode one was when we said that you could be anything you wanted to be you, you had a new identification when they went out west, or out yeah went out west you know you had a whole new range that you're going to i mean it's like changing
0: states right now you Go to a new state, you're a whole new person, you know? Thank you for saying that, because imagine if you flipped that coin. He showed up, because he showed up before them. He could have been like,
3: fuck that shit. I'm not a grumpy uh, frontier. Go fuck yourself. I'm a happy guy. He could have been
0: like, I don't have a wife or kids. No wife, no kids. I got smiles all day. Like, the moment he showed up, most people I believe now would be like, I survived, fuck the rest of them.
2: Well, in, in that defense, I think we've all learned in the hundred years hundred plus years since this happened having a family sucks yeah so we didn't really know that in the
4: 1840s as much i think my (laughs) wife listened to this i cannot agree with that because i will get in shit when i get home it's already (laughs) gonna be murdered when you get home if you listen to this babe i love you
2: i'm sorry
3: (laughs) hey what's going on guys it's tyler it's talon and we're from misfortunate media and we're here to talk to you about better help listen guys we get it life is hard Life is stressful. This country doesn't take mental health as serious as it should. This is where BetterHelp comes in to help. Everyone here deals with some form of depression, stress, fatigue, and exhaustion. So we partnered with BetterHelp to help everyone who wants it. Use code MISFORTUNATE at
2: BetterHelp.com
3: MISFORTUNATE to get 10% off your first month.
2: That's BetterHelp.com forward slash MISFORTUNATE.
3: Stay MISFORTUNATE and
0: always listen to mom. Out of the 17 people that started with the Forlorn Hope, Antonio, Lewis, Salvador, Charles Berger, Patrick Dolan, William Eddy, Jay Fosdick, Sarah Fosdick, Charles Stanton, Sarah Foster, William Foster, Franklin Graves, Marianne Graves, Lemuel Murphy, William Murphy, Amanda McCutcheon, and Harriet Pike. Charles Berger and a 10-year-old William Murphy turned back after just the first day, realizing the trek would be too hard with no snow boots. This made the very little rations and equipment that the group had last a little longer, and it possibly saved this group from more hardships or earlier starvation. This was just a tiny bit of relief, and by the third day, these malnourished and starving travelers had nearly all gone snowblind. By the 21st of December, the forlorn hope was on the move again. Charles Stanton, one of the men in the group that had begun to struggle behind telling others that he would catch up later, his remains were found a year later in the hollow stump.
4: So that's a drink.
0: Damn it.
4: All right, wait out of you, boys. Just start counting now. I'll keep my fingers up before Don't worry.
0: I just have
2: to say this as somebody who's above six feet and loves to talk about it. Uh, he was like 5'5", five, five, <laughs> and it's <just laughs> fucking hilarious to me that he died and was found in a stump because he just found whatever small crevice he could fit into, <laughs> and that's hilarious. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'll agree to that. This is fucking funny. Ta- hey, drink to that.
4: I'll drink to that. I don't care.
0: Yeah, drink to
2: everybody who's 5'5", because that's basically being. That's a lot of (laughs) drinks.
0: (laughs) You poor
4: bastards.
2: Uh, A 6'4 is nice. And another historical fact, funny enough, he actually contracted snow blindness faster than other people because he was so close to the ground.
4: Is that. (laughs) He was mental
2: by that point in time. Is
4: that a drink also, because he technically got injured? Is is that
2: injury? We already drank to the snow blindness. Do you consider blindness an injury or disability?
4: Ooh, I didn't think about... Okay, well, we'll, we'll pass on that because of the... All right, shut up. All right.
0: <laughs> Patrick Dolan of the party had become fed up with the starvation and suggested someone choose to die to feed the others. Others suggested they duel to see who would be in. There were even talks of a lottery system to choose who would be next. With these conversations, we have finally reached the point you have all been waiting for, a.k.a. just soup. Cannibalism! Cannibalism! Woo! Woo! It has begun to rear its head. William Eddy would try to avoid this conclusion for as long as possible, but with yet another snowstorm trapping them for two days, it seemed as if God had decided for them. Antonio, the animal handler, was the first to perish to the elements. With Franklin Graves following shortly behind... The blizzard was raging and the group had noticed Patrick Dolan was acting strange as he began to rant and strip his clothes off. This understandably sounds strange, but when someone's experiencing these extremes of hypothermia, they will do what's called paradoxical undressing. Shortly after his rants, he ran into the woods to return a few hours later and die next to the little bit of fire they had.
4: That's a drink. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <gonna> be a... <laughs> I'm awesome.
3: ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I just see him, like, rip his clothes off and be like,
4: <laughs> I'm with the woods." And, Dude, and I gotta... that's the
2: thing. I hate to be that guy, but I wish somebody would have been there with their diary, <laughs> like, oh, I got to take this down. So I want to <laughs> know what the hell he was doing. Stamped saying. up comedy <laughs> shit
0: right here. He was... well, what I want to know is, like, that, honestly, for me, that's, like, one of the worst things to fucking happen like you get yeah. hypothermia and then you're just like you know what negative degree weather stripping this fucking clothes it's off cuz your body
4: feels really I'm so fucking hot, hot.
2: yeah I'm so hot it's so cold you know you know what's funny is i actually learned about paradoxical undressing and that 1000 ways to die that T V show, do you guys remember <laughs> yeah, that one? I remember that. There was a guy who there was an episode where the guy got trapped in a meat freezer at work. Oh fuck. And he died and they found him naked. And it's funny too because a lot of se- a lot of people who die of hypothermia are thought to be sexual assaults or rapes because they're naked when they're found. Yep, so yep, yep, people think that it's, you know, something more than it actually is. It's, it's like everyone on dressing. Mount
4: Everest or like mountains and stuff, they're majority of the time either. That's
3: how you die whenever you go to Mount Everest. Yeah. You start seeing things. You start seeing things that aren't there, and then eventually you fall into a crevice, and guess what? Bye-bye,
0: motherfucker. You are gone. With that being the third death, in a few days, the group had decided they needed to eat, and almost mechanically, they started to strip flesh from Dolan's body, taking the little muscle that was left and any organs they could eat. This would be the most meat they would have in days. Human meat but meat nonetheless. They soon after began to strip the flesh and organs from Antonio, Graves, and the freshly dead 12-year-old Lemuel Murphy. Then they dried the meat and divided it in a way to ensure no one was eating one's own relatives. Eddie, Luis, and Salvador decided to truck along and not partake in the absolute horrors they were witnessing firsthand. Now that, with cannibalism as a norm for their source of food, As quick as their meat supply dwindled, and they had turned to butchering their fallen comrades, talk of murder had begun to resurface. There was a plot to kill Lewis and Salvador, the outsiders of the group, but Eddie, already against the choice of cannibalism, decided to warn the Miwoks and both left in the night to get as far away as possible. Jay Fostick, a young man, had passed that night in his sleep. Sarah, his wife, decided to help Eddie hunt game to get her mind off the sadness of losing her husband. Finding some deer tracks in the snow, Eddie miraculously struck a killing blow on a deer with a flintlock pistol he could hardly even lift out of pure exhaustion. He later reported Sarah and him had charged the dead deer as soon as it dropped, and grudely began drinking the animal's blood straight out of the wound. They butchered the animal and were returning to camp to share their kill.
4: Is that one is that one or two right? Are What's we
0: counting the did we count the bear?
4: You would yeah, get we That's, that's yeah, two Then we, we two count I guess we count the deer too That would be two That is two drinks
2: I'm taking one But yes For you maniacs That are following Jake rules It is <laughs> two <laughs> Forget the person
0: Don't forget the person
2: Before we go any further Yeah that's further,
0: two Yeah no yeah, that, that is the
2: one Before we go any no, further no, no
0: no no We counted the ox And you drank But you won't count the deer And we drank Like What do you fucking uh, Take a second uh, drink God Right fucking You have a You got me Tom he doesn't care about the deer! No pressure. Peer pressure is rough. But
2: <laughs> well, I, it's not. <laughs> no. I love the idea of I have to get my head off of my husband dying. What am I gonna go do? Drink. I'm gonna go suck the blood out of a fucking freshly
0: dead deer <laughs> for survival. She needed something <laughs> warm in her mouth. That's that is queen. Moves right there. That is a queen move right there. <laughs> you,
2: she, you know what she decided to
0: do? She decided I not needed worry. something warm in she, my mouth. She
2: decided that she didn't need her man anymore, and she was like, I'm gonna go suck the blood of this deer like I'm some kind of sexy Dracula.
0: <laughs> Good for her. I hope Boss Reese up. hears
2: this. Boss up, queen.
0: Boss up, queen. Suck my blood. Oh fuck. <laughs> Upon arrival, it was apparent that they were not the only butchers that day. When they returned, Jay Fostick had been cut apart to feed those remaining in the camp. It had been 25 days since they had left Camp Truckady Lake. With the energy from the deer and the human meat, the group headed out again only to find what William Foster saw as God's will and the group last salvation. Lewis and Salvador were lying in the trail ahead of them, exhausted and on the verge of death. William Foster is said to have shot them both in the head just bare them the starvation and stared at the bodies in a way that was becoming more common than William Eddie would like.
4: So that's three. Yep. That's three drinks. That that's three. three more drinks. You guys are keeping up. You are slowing down. Now, I hate to be that guy. I know I just
2: said boss up, Sarah, you're doing great, but <laughs> imagine coming back to camp and your husband's head is on a steak as people are eating his body and you're like, I'm... I brought venison. (laughs) I thought I I helped. (laughs) Imagine them
0: coming back and being like, we got food. And the other people are like, so did we. Yeah. And and this is
2: on record in some of the diaries. I didn't do all the quotes. You have to go check out some of the books for some of this stuff because it's fantastic. But there are diaries that have on, you know, record saying we decided to eat Jay that night instead of the deer they brought home. Oh. There were people that at that point had already made
0: their bed and they were fully... (laughs) That's how you get Wendigos. That's the lore is a Wendigo is created either through mystical means or by eating or a human eating the flesh of another human being for long periods of time and create them to have that insatiable hunger. They'll survive for hundreds or actually no, what is it? like, Two or three decades apparently before they need to go out and eat flesh again. Could you imagine the only hardship they didn't go through was a fucking
2: wendigo, <laughs> <laughs> and then it fucking happened, man. That's just fucking, man.
3: Tim- Timothy, we just had to eat our boy, Jebediah, and guess what? I was outside and I was I was hunting, and guess what? I saw a goddamn wendigo, and it just fucking came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Botanicana, an herbal hemp company with over 13 years of legal cannabis experience that strives towards educating guests on the health benefits of hemp and CBD products. A family-owned, farm-to-table business with the goal of making your quality products for your health and becoming your local source for all hemp products. Have questions? Stop by your Tri-State Botanicana locations today in Galena, Dubuque, and now Platteville. Botanicana, open your well-being.
0: The party later stumbled into a Miwok camp where they slept with full bellies and warm beds for the first time in 33 days. Eddie had continued on with the tribe members who would later show up on the edge of the Sacramento Valley. He had done it, nearly dead in a shell of a man because of the things he had seen. His journey was finally over. William Eddie, the hero of this story in a few ways, had one more way of helping the rest of the Forlorn Hope and Donner party. He had sent a small rescue team to find the group, and they did so by following the bloody footprints of William Eddy back to the camp he had set out from days before. With the forlorn hope saved and immediately five out of the seventeen members alive, it was time for the rescue to begin on the Donner Party stuck at Truckee Lake. <laughs> Before we go any further
2: with Jake's drinking, fuck. I just want I to say... You another beer.
4: Or... <laughs> we have a 30-pack. Fine. <laughs>
2: Imagine how you would feel if you just walked into a camp of Indians that were offering you food and warm beds for the first time <laughs> in literally a month. And you're literally chewing on one of their fucking homies. Just just jerking in book mouth. bag.
0: You're like, oh, they're like, hey, man, what are you eating over there? Dear. (laughs) You want some? (laughs) The rescue of the Donner Party was broken into three groups. The first relief, second relief, and third relief. The first relief, headed to James Reed and William Eddy, consisted of nearly a dozen men, 30 horses, and food and clothing for the survivors. It began on February 8th, and the party had finally reached the camp on February 18th. Upon arrival, they began to shout. Hearing the men, Miss Murphy emerged from a hole in the snow leading to the cabin almost entirely under snow. Seeing these men, she had only one question. Are you men from California or from heaven? Thirteen people had died back at the camp in the time between the departure of the Forlorn Hope and the First Relief. (laughs)
3: 13 more drinks, ladies and gentlemen. I might as well just
2: drink this fucking beer. beer If you're following Jake's math, that's 25 drinks in the last (laughs) 10 minutes in this podcast. Let's fucking go, boys. Stay
4: tuned. Hold on. Stay tuned for tomorrow when I come out of jail for another DUI. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you best knock on wood right now, my friend. Oh, he's going to get pulled over. We're going to get a message. Hey, boys. Uh, I'm taking fucking hey back roads home, all right? I'm going <laughs> to just... need a replacement in the podcast. So uh, <laughs> I, I might have to... been drinking and
4: it might have
3: been fun, but then I got pulled over and the cop said, uh, go in the jail.
4: Hold Hell. On. Hold on, hold on. on. On a real note, I am... You... Okay, the viewers can't see my hand, but I am this fucking close to my back. All I gotta do is pay $200 for a fine, and then go to the courthouse. That's it! I was that close! Everything else is done! I just need... To go to the courthouse, and he, he two hundred dollars,
2: <laughs> and he mentioned how this wasn't an audio, or how this is only an audio medium. So him holding his hands like there and still proceeding to say this much,
0: and still didn't
2: really help you guys
4: much.
0: He also spent like two grand on a kegerator instead of getting nope, his. Fucking it, was only, back. it
4: was only it was only twelve hundred bucks, including the kegs. Hey, well, you know,
0: you know, you could have talked him down to a thousand, and then you know, no, no it, use it was the it extra two hundred no, bucks that w- for the license. It
4: that was four hundred for the kegerator. Four hundred for the kegs, and the new lines were like, I don't know. In total, everything to get it running again was twelve hundred or two hundred bucks. You just depressed
0: me.
3: And if you want to see Jake, go ahead and get excited about his keg, <laughs> and his fucking <laughs> bar that he's got in his goddamn basement. I love it. Please check out Parthian interview that we just did with the band Parthian from Kansas.
4: Uh, I'm buying them a keg when they come up to the
0: Twenty people were chosen to be taken back to California, leaving twenty-one to remain. On March 1st, the second relief arrived at Truckee Lake. There were no more deaths in between the first and second relief, and they took 17 more migrants safely to California. This left only Louis Kiesberg, Miss Murphy, and her son, Simon, and Tamsin Donner, and her three children who refused to leave George, whose wounded hand was only getting worse as time passed. The third relief came on March 14th. Foster and Eddie had returned to find their children dead, with Keesburg admitting to Eddie he had eaten his son. Eddie swore he would kill Keesburg if he saw him ever in California, but there had been enough death at this camp, he said electing to just leave Keesburg as punishment instead. Eddie and Foster left with Donner children and Miss Murphy's son, Simon, separating the mother and son because she had become too weak to travel. and Donner stayed with George, who also could not travel any further, leaving only the four adults of the Donner party at Truckee Lake. Two more small relief parties sent out for loot mostly and any survivors came upon the camp to find only Keesburg the cannibal left alive.
4: How many drinks is that? It's a lot of math right now. Is that uh, is that no hold it hold it for a minute and you'll be fine? Is that three? Hold it for a minute and we'll just add
0: three more. because Keesburg was still there. So just I thought the
4: three children were dead, though. It's, it's,
0: it's two children.
3: So it's long. patience, and I have to teach my son it. Patience. Means no. Yep, we'll to get, get there. No.
4: You do two right I'm now, doing two we'll drinks hold. right now? Okay. Everyone at home, please do two drinks. Come on.
0: The corpses of Miss Murphy and Donner in the cabin with him years later, he would admit that Tamsin's flesh was the best he had ever eaten. June 16, 1846, the journey of of the Donner party began at the end of March 1847. The last survivor had reached California. A journey that was supposed to take six months took double that time and the lives of 39 migrants. Out of the 87 that had departed in independence, only 48 had made it to the land they were chasing. The Reeds and Breen's were the only family to make it out intact, bringing the Donner Party's trip to California to a very tragic but optimistic end. The stories of the journey and hardships along the way cannot be understated, and the accounts the survivors have to tell are some of the most sad yet interesting in American history. With that, our story comes to an end. And that is the Donner Party.
4: But you know what did not come to the end? The drinking, because we have two more deaths since the last time I talked. So, drink up.
3: What is that? 37 plus uh, a shitload of cattle?
2: So where we're at right now? We lost 80 heads of cattle. We 80? 80 heads of cattle. Out of, <laughs> out, of, Fuck. out of 100, we lost 80. All right, guys. So that was our story about the Donner Party. I can't recommend The Indifferent Stars Above by Daniel James Brown and Desperate Passage, an audible exclusive by Ethan Rarick. The two books that we did the research on, they are fantastic. They go way more into the hardships. They go way more into the details about wagon trains and what they actually brought to help them survive. We kind of did a dumb guy's guide of... Cattles and number and stuff like that. And drinking. And, well, definitely the drinking. (laughs) We had a lot of drinking.
4: Can't forget that. You guys got to stop drinking. We have the ending right now.
3: We have the ending right now. Jake, you got us drunk. Congratulations. You had the episode with all the deaths. It was a crazy event. I'm glad you guys, if you guys are sober... I don't know how, if you guys are drunk, all you're probably I, all, on everybody all, else's level within the. All I, this I gotta
4: ask, though, is did you guys have fun while drinking with me? Because I had a blast. And that's all that matters with this show. We yeah. talk
3: about the, the true crime, we talk about the horror, we talk about the death and the cannibalism and everything in between.
4: And in Talon's sake, the incest, it's not here, but... Because he's not here, I'll, I'll bring it in for him. It's you're welcome town.
3: But we like to learn while we do this kind of stuff. So while we learn, we like to get fucked up, and that's how we do the show. So if you weren't able to keep up, guess what? Listen to this episode again. Try
0: it again, <laughs> motherfucker. can
3: <laughs> drink twice as much. <laughs> Dude, so sad.
0: All right. All right, guys. We are my morning cup of chaos. I am Tom with the magic wand.
4: I am your reigning dipshit Jake.
2: I'm Dylan just stopping by this episode.
0: I am so glad that Dylan was able to come
3: into this episode. I am the fearless time. leader, Tyler Campbell. Please check out our Instagram. Our numbers have been going up. I w- I love all the follows. I love all the messages. It's awesome. It's fantastic to be able to hear from our listeners and, and fans and friends. And it's, it's awesome. It's Awesome to get connected with the community and I cannot thank you guys enough. Check out our Patreon. We have uploaded stuff onto our Patreon that is not on our Spotify or anywhere else. You guys get your podcast. We have been doing a lot more fun stuff and guess what this year with season two, we have been ramping up for some crazy shit heading your way with this show. I am so glad you guys tuned in. I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell
4: before you guys leave though please rate us and review us we want to hear feedback and everything you guys want to want to know about us
0: please like download subscribe anything to us on spotify any of our streaming networks we'll also have be having special merchandise for our show coming up that we will either give away we'll have for sale we'll coming up on the next episode we will plug those in for you guys we'll put them out on links
3: and thank you guys so much. For now, we say farewell. Thank you so much for tuning into A Morning Cup of Chaos. Stay misfortunate, stay chaotic. We are out!